Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Book Cheat, the book club podcast where I've read the book so you don't have to. My name is Dave Warnicky. On each episode of this show, we look at one of the classics. We're talking your Wilds, your Melvilles, your Brontes, your James Joyce's. Stuff you'd love to be able to say you read, but who's got the time? <laughs> Luckily, I've cleared time in my already busy schedule, and on each episode, I'm going to give two guests a cheat book to a classic. I'll tell them about the plot, the characters, the themes, arm them with some key quotes, ask them to review it, and by the end of this episode, both you and they will be able to pretend you've read it. Lending me their ears this week is Jess Perkins from the Do Go On podcast and from Why Are You Like This? It's Naomi Higgins. Hello. <laughs> and also from the 2017 Melbourne International Comedy Festival extravaganza, critics said it was the best show they'd ever seen. Twins. <laughs> Should have been triplets. Where was my call up? Yeah. You were busy. Yeah. Big fan of Twins. I went to see you guys at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And on the loved the poster because it was a spoof of the Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger film Twins. Yes, Mm. I am Schwarzenegger. My question is, do you still have the outfits? I literally just hung the suit up yesterday. What does that mean? You retired? Yeah, I retired the suit. (laughs) She's been wearing it every day since then. A year and a half now. Naomi had a chat to me and she was like, hey, Jess. I mean, we've already been through another festival since then. I reckon you can go back to normal clothes. And I said, thank God, because I smell. Because it looks really funny when you're both wearing the match- matching suits, yeah. but when there's just one of you, it just looks like you have no dress sense. It's very odd. They're very wide leg pants. Yeah. Too wide. So, yeah. I mean, my mum made them. Yeah. So back up a bit. <laughs> she made know. them beautifully. <laughs> but oh, so I was the style ask- of the suit. Mm. So they're custom made. Custom made. My mum made them. She didn't do the lining. She was like, fuck the lining. No one needs the lining. No time for lining. And I don't think the pants, there was something about the pants. Yeah. They don't fasten up properly. No, nah, but, it's, but all right. it's all right. It was great. They did the job for the poster. They were great. Yeah. You wore great. them flaring a couple of times. Yeah. That you just hate it. I hated it so much. I really? loved it. I loved the attention. Well, I didn't like it. So are you the kind of Amy that loves a dress-up party? Oh, hell yeah. Because I'm a, I, on paper I should be a big dress-up boy. You should. Love drama. Yep. Love attention. Yep. I meant performing. Drama, not like drama. drama. I love ruining lives. <laughs> I love drama. <laughs> but, you know, I obviously like people listening to me. Yeah. But then uh, at a dress-up party on the way there in the car I'm f- or on the tram, I'm feeling sick. What if I'm the only one that yeah. is stressed up every time I think that? Yeah. More attention. Yeah. More drama. Drama. <laughs> well, there was drama at uh, Nat Stevens' 16th birthday party, which was a dress as a letter, uh, a costume that starts with the first letter of your name. So I went as Disco Stew from The Simpsons. Amazing. That's cool. Yeah, so did someone else. <gasps> oh, and I no. was referred to as Shit Disco Stew. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Very homemade outfit. So there you go. 
brutal. Did you have the the um the fish? Yes, the shoes with the fish That's in the them. Me of. too. I should have committed. I didn't get the fits. Nah, the you... fish. The fits. Was Fitzy there? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so oh, you wow. didn't bring fits. Yeah, but I didn't bring fish. Wow. But yeah. That was 12 years ago and you're still holding on to that. Oh, actually, it might have been at 14. It was so long ago. It was so long, yeah. so, so long ago. Anyway, great to be here, guys. Thank you so much for joining me on Book Cheat, where we're going to look at a classic book. And this week, we're going to be talking about F. Scott Fitzgerald's classic, The Great Gatsby. What's the F for? Do you want to have a guess? Franklin. Francis. It is Francis. Damn it! So you could nickname him Franklin. That I'm going would, to. You could also nickname him John. Yeah. He could, he could be Bill. The F stands for John. Yeah. John, John Scott Fitzgerald. Cool. Great no, uh, So uh, oh, before we get into the book, I should ask, are you guys big readers or have you ever been in, in, in any periods of your lives? Yeah. I, when I was in uh, my last year of high school and first year of uni, I worked at a bookshop. Oh, no, I didn't know. This was a chain. Yes. Chain books also. Yep. And I, so I think you're surrounded by books. Do you get a discount, or do they encourage you to read stuff question. to recommend things? Yeah, you got to recommend things if you if you wanted to. Um, you must have got a discount. I bought I bought stuff, and I think when you're surrounded by it, you read a bit more. But now I just I don't make the time. I was going to say I don't have the time, but I don't make the time. <laughs> hey, that's where this this show comes in. Yeah, I've made the time, so you don't have to make the time. Thank you. Uh, what about you, Noms? Are you much of a reader? I'm clapping. Um, She's a clapper. Yeah, I'm not a reader. I'm a clapper. <laughs> I like to give, um, <laughs> not take. <laughs> um, I no, I'm not much of a reader. Pretty much the only books I've noticed that I'm able to finish are either autobiographies by female comedians, yeah. of which there are millions. Yes, and um, books about dystopian futures. <laughs> Great. Wow. Yeah. It's the only fiction I is, can ever get through. Is there ever any crossover between these female comedians and their dystopian futures? I'm sure there will be. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking into your own dystopian future. <laughs> yeah. You're like, wow. Or just the general state yeah. of the world. She died of a drug overdose at 36. It's not looking good for me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and how about specifically The Great Gatsby, Naomi? I did ask you if you've read it. You said you haven't, but possibly you've seen one of the movies. I have seen the movie. I was working at. A cinema when it came out. Ah, the Baz Luhrmann one, not the not the yes. one from nineteen forty nine or something. I was working at the cinema in nineteen forty nine. They were like, "How did you get a job here? We don't trust women." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then I scurried away <laughs> <laughs> to have more babies. Yeah. Um, no, I yeah 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 the Baz Luhrmann one popped in and out a lot during um, gold class sessions. So so you got the gist. But I've seen it as well. Oh, right. I thought you just I've pieced got, it together. I've, got, I've seen it and I've got an extra gist. All right. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And how about you, Jess? I have not seen the film, despite meaning to. I was like, I'll go see that. I didn't. Um, and I have tried to read this book, I think, three times. I've started and gone, oh. Oh, no. Given up. Brutal. Yeah. That was actually me with Brave New World. What's that? It's a story. It's a book about dystopian future. Of course, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's your Huxley. That's the eldest Huxley. Oh, I don't geez. know. It's the author. Yes. Yeah, so, well done. Dave. <laughs> I don't know that's anything. Cool for you. I mean, your two classic dystopian future novels, 1984 mm. and oh, Brave New World. So I could World, get yes. through 1984, is what I meant. Oh, okay, right. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, an animal farm. <laughs> yeah, so when you said, that's more of a metaphor than a dystopian future, though. I mean, we animals. It's an could allegory. Talk in, animals could talk in the future. Who <laughs> yeah, knows? That's true. And Jess, I've actually I took note once you told me the this is I don't can't even remember when when you told me this that you had tried to read it three times mm. and I thought, well, I'm going to get Jess on this show and tell her all Thank about you. it. Thank you. We do see each other on a weekly basis. Yes, so. on our other podcasts do go on. That is that is right. So, so we just we needed another excuse to get together. We know. Oh my everything. god, that's you guys know you guys like work together a lot. Yeah. Heaps. I just realized. I know. It's really cute. I know. Oh, I love friendship. Thank you. Well, here's to friendship and the Great Gatsby. Now, I'll give you a, a very, very brief historical background. Now, the Great Gatsby was written by American writer F. Scott Fitzgerald. F standing for John. John. John Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> in 1925, when the author was just 29 years old. Oof, that 29. hurts. 29. As someone who's about Uh-oh. to turn 28, that well, is actually hard. <laughs> 29 is when it was when it was published. Books don't get written that quickly, oh. so he probably wrote it when he was 27, 28. You should get started. I'm going to get started. On now, your great American novel. Yep. Yeah. Uh, his third novel, the book only sold about 20,000 copies during the author's lifetime, and although it was uh, well-received critically, it didn't sell very well, obviously. Oh. Fitzgerald only completed one more novel in his lifetime and died in 1940, thinking himself somewhat of a failure. The Great Gatsby received a revival after World War II, a lot more interest, and now is considered a masterpiece, often voted as one of, if not the best novel of the 20th century, having now sold over 25 million copies. Wow. I kind of hate hate hearing those stories, though, of uh, people not really getting that recognition or not living to see their work be really appreciated. It's It's always like, oh. No, so se- over seventy-five years after his death, it still sells half a million copies a year now. That's ridiculous, Whoa. and he's like super dead. <laughs> I just tried to drink from a drink bottle that I thought the lid was removed from. It wasn't. <laughs> but you're just kissing it. Yeah. Wow. Um, that it, is that's crazy. Is it, that just because it got put on the school syllabus? Yeah, that probably helps too, doesn't it? That does definitely help with the sales <laughs> these days. But I think, yeah, people started going, actually, we're going to have a second look at this. And then it became seen as a masterpiece. And then people were like, we're going to talk about this in schools. And here we are and today. And do kids these days, are they reading the books or they got it on a Kindle or an iPad or no, something? No, they're re- Audio listening books. to Book Cheat. Yes. Hello, Hell students. Yeah. <laughs> Stay in school. Welcome. Don't do drugs. You know, I am um, in year 12. We had to read The Life of Pi. Which oh, yeah. I really like. I really liked the book. I thought it was a really good book, really interesting. And there was this girl in my class who didn't read it and she asked her friend what it was about and he just gave her just completely just he said it was like there was a caterpillar in it and the caterpillar was like a symbol for Pi like coming to terms with his sexuality because he was gay and like just like and then she like wrote an essay about that. Brilliant. And then in cl- the next class, like the She's... teacher's just handing them all back and then being like... And um, Carissa, can I talk to your essay after class? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean. Don't trust. Don't trust 16-year-old tr- boys. Like, but in every text that you do at school, what are those books called that come with the book where it's like helps you analyse it? Quick notes and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like spark notes, quick notes. Spark notes, yeah. yeah. So oh. there's like there's other resources that mm. you can seek out where you don't have to read the full book. Let me you tell can, you. Just you Google. Just Googled it. Doing the show. Doing the, show. <laughs> the spark notes are just as boring. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, Spark Notes were never fun. 18-year-olds, 17-year-olds are not reading Spark Notes. Yeah, Chris is not reading the Spark Notes, I tell you that much. (laughs) Let me just tell you that I may also have done the same thing. I'm going to tell you what The Great Gatsby is about. You've never read it, Jess, so I could just absolutely lie. I trust you with my life, David, so I don't think you're going to do that. All right. Set during 1922, The Great Gatsby features a giant caterpillar named Max. I didn't get to that bit when (laughs) I was reading it. Oh, okay. (laughs) Interesting. But is it a metaphor? (laughs) No. It's just a caterpillar. (laughs) A big caterpillar. Stop reading into it. Come on, Jess. Not everything's a metaphor. Come on. Put it away. (laughs) Your metaphor. Spyglass. Anyway, for realsies, set during 1922, The Great Gatsby is told from the perspective of narrator Nick Carraway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great name. The book opens with him saying that his father told him to reserve judgment on people, in a way being like, I'm not a judgmental guy, don't judge me, and you can trust what I'm going to tell you in this story. Right. I'm I not a judgmental guy. Okay. Don't judge me that I judge other people in this book. Yeah. Uh, Nick is 29, same as the author. Originally from Minnesota, he comes from a wealthy family who has been prominent and well-to-do for three generations now, the money stemming from a wholesale hardware business started by his great uncle. Nick tells us that he's well-educated from Yale, who graduated in 1915 before being called off to World War I, and when he came back to normal life, he found himself so restless that he decided to move to New York City. Sure. The the big smoke. The big apple. Initially looking to live in the Big Smoke or the Big Apple, a friend convinced him to move out with him to the suburb of West Egg. West Egg. Oh, yeah, that is the first place I would move, Hell West yeah. Egg. West Egg. It is, Ooh, it's oh, fi- Jess hates it. It's fictional. I don't like eggs. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to live in West Egg, am I? The word egg is beautiful, though. Oh. Egg. Egg. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> It's like in Melbourne, on board. The, the suburb of sunshine. Sounds uh, so lovely. It's a hole. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sunshine. Wow. <laughs> hello, sunshine listeners. Hello. And also hello, West Egg listeners. Yeah, hello, West Egg. <laughs> Which is definitely fictional. <laughs> anyway, so he's, he's going to move out to West Egg with a mate, but the friend bails on him, but it's pretty cheap, so Caraway moves there anyway and lives alone with hopes of being a bond salesman. Okay. This is a popular job at the time in finance, selling bonds. sale? What do, you, what do you sell? What do you sell? You sell uh, bonds, which is like stuff to do with the in- investment and the, the stock Stocks. exchange. and yeah. Mm. Uh, many people are doing it at the time, hoping to strike it rich in the 1920s. So right. that's, what, that's his hope. Mm. A caraway lives in a house he describes as an eyesore, but it's on the water and either side of it are two massive mansions, one of which is so big, it's the biggest house he's ever seen. It's a gothic monstrosity on 40 acres and owned by a man he has yet to meet, a Mr... Gatsby. Oh, Jay. Is his first name Jay? That is correct. Yes. Oh, Jay I thought or- you were just yelling letters. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Jay, see, I remember something. See, James or Jay. Mm, Jay. Pretty cool. Mm. Great. Mr. Gatsby. Ooh. Ooh. Mysterious. <laughs> is he great or is it an ironic title? Oh, You maybe, tell me. Maybe he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the suck Gatsby. Gatsby. I mean, there's many, many words I could have used there. The, <laughs> the suck, suck Gatsby. <laughs> the suck Gatsby. <laughs> A working title apparently was Under the Red, White and Blue. Oh, I don't like that. No, was, Yucko. Makes me wonder, would it be a classic if it was called that? No. The Great Gatsby is a great title. <laughs> Everybody's saying red, white, and blue. Flat out. Bloody no. left and right. Yeah, nah. Great Gatsby. Good What's that Lord. about? I don't know. Where's it set? Hard to know. I'll have to read it. West Egg. <laughs> West Egg. 
And is it spelt E G G? Oh yeah. Is it West, West Space Egg? Yeah. Why? I'm so happy. <laughs> because acro- East Cabbage across the bay is the much trendier and nicer area inhabited by people from old money, and that is called East Egg. God, it's all bad. <laughs> bad eggs. And that's where. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also a bad egg. That's good. Thank you. Well, that's where Caraway's cousin Daisy Buchanan and her husband Tom have recently moved. Yes, these names are ringing bells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's this? blonde. They are mentioned very early on, so you would have heard these names. Yeah, I know I these mean, names. In a way, I am summarising the very early on pages here. And they're talking about <laughs> tennis for a bit too. I remember tennis. Tennis? It's horse riding. A sport. They're very wealthy. True, true, true. Nailed it. <laughs> The wealth of knowledge you have on so many topics, Jess. Yep. I'm pretty wealthy in the knowledge. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought you here. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Uh, Nick went to uni with Tom where they were acquaintances but not really good friends. Mm. Tom is a former quarterback, a massive muscular jock, and very opinionated man of considerable wealth. Mm. Their house mm. is also a mega mansion. Much like me with knowledge. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, your mind is a mansion, a mega mansion of knowledge. Yep. <laughs> And although Daisy is Nick's cousin, the two aren't super close. And in fact, she remarks to him, "We're not that close. You didn't even come to my wedding." And he goes, "That's because I was fighting in World War One." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. And she's like holding that against him. Um, how did you not come back from France to come to my wedding? We're not that close because of that. <laughs> it's outrageous. But also, who's that close like with their cousins? My sister would say. Yeah. <laughs> and she never forgets. <laughs> Anyway, they're not super close, but he, when he moves into, you know, a suburb near them, he's invited over to the house for dinner. When Caraway arrives, he is taken inside and finds Daisy sitting on the couch with their friend, Jordan. Jordan. Caraway Gender? Re- Jordan is a lady. Okay. So Caraway recognises her, recognises Jordan, but can't quite think of where from, and she gives him very little attention. Oh, Basically, no. just blanks him. Brutal. Oh, dear. What, what been happened? There. Yeah. You've been I've blanked? I've been there. You've been blanked? I've been blanked mid-conversation. You ever had that one? What, people decide you're not interesting so they sort of turn away? Yeah, like as I'm in the middle of the sentence. (laughs) My my boss does that on a daily basis. Really? Yeah, you'll just be chatting and you'll walk off. It's like, (laughs) all right. It's ridiculous. Uh, It's brutal. Do you remember the sentence that you were blanked on? Yeah, I do. It would give away the identity. Oh, wow. But let's just say it's a guy who... um, Hello, Malcolm be- Turnbull. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> it's a guy who wants to be close friends with my boyfriend and now every time he mentions him, I'm like, you can't talk to him anymore. Is it Malcolm Turnbull? <laughs> yeah, it's Malcolm Turnbull. The Prime Minister of Australia. He wants to be good Don't friends with your boyfriend. Please no one tell him. So what? Okay, mm. so was he trying to get to your boyfriend through you? If so, no, why did he? No, basically an accessory of the evening. Oh. Yeah, right, okay. You know, yeah. when when you're the girlfriend, it's it's really hard to keep eye contact with people. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. Oh, brutal. So no, sorry to bring fun. this up. I'm not. Anyway, Jordan's there, <laughs> blanking. Blanking. Pulling a Malcolm Turnbull. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Jordan slash Malcolm. Now, the first time Jordan really talks to Caraway is to tell him to shut up and listen because Tom goes inside to take a phone call and on the other end apparently is Tom's mistress. <gasps> Excuse me. Oh, hello. Also, I, I skipped a bit here where um, Tom spices up the conversation with a bit of racism, telling them <laughs> oh, about a, sci- a scientific book that proves the white race is the best. Wow. So Thanks, great. Tom. What's then, Nick's opinion on that? He stays pretty quiet. 
What a man. Yeah. Past the standard you walk yeah. past is the standard you accept, That's right. Nick. Complicit. So he says the racist line. The phone rings. Jordan says, shut up. Stop talking. That's his, that's his mistress. I want to hear what's going on. Tom then comes back to dinner and it's all a bit awkward before Jordan announces she's off to bed because she has a golf tournament in the morning. Sure. Wait, so did Daisy hear the conversation? Oh, uh, so she's gone off, I think, to uh, prepare the meal. Right. Mm, classic. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty 1920s. <laughs> I do bloody love the name Daisy, though. Um, It is quite cute. It's yeah. cute as shit. It's I love a, it. It's cute. <laughs> oh, Daisy. Gorgeous. Oh, and gorgeous. I'm imagining her little blonde bob from the movie as Stop well. It. She's a doll. Mm. Oh, she's very, very attractive. Daisy, yeah, yes. Very, very attractive. That's mentioned many times I'm, in this. I can picture. Yes, got it. From so, the movie. So Jordan Jordan name drops. I've got a golf tournament. It's this, at this point that Caraway realises why he knows her. She's the pro golfer, Jordan Baker. Oh. <gasps> oh, I should have known that. So he's like, oh, the golfer. As she's going off to bed, Daisy implies that Caraway and Jordan would make a good couple. Oh. Bit of a throwaway. She goes off. and Love it. Plain but- Cupid. Even though he missed her wedding, she's still going to throw him a bone. He's so, 29 and unmarried. Ugh, what's she's wrong trying, with him? trying to set up the wedding just so she can not go yeah. and be like, boom. Yeah, how's it feel? And now I'm fighting in a war, bitch. <laughs> Classic Daisy. Classic Daisy. She's very vindictive. I love her. So gives Caraway something to think about. He's like, oh, maybe we would make a good couple. He goes home and sees what he assumes is his neighbour, Mr Gatsby, Staring out longingly into the bay with his arms stretched out. Stretched out. So d- he's in. Hang so Gatsby's on. in West Egg. Yeah. So, so West he's Egg. He's new money. He's new money in this massive, like what's described as such a big mansion that it's quite ugly. So his arms are stretched out, like out to his side. No, reaching forward, like he's him. trying to reach for something. Oh, he looks like a zombie. Yeah. Great. <laughs> So weird. And um, Caraway wants to reach out himself and say hello, but instinctively decides it's not the time. Smart. Very look- it, amazing instincts. <laughs> you just see a man like sitting at the water with his arms pointed forward, glaring. And I yelling. might not go over. Like, hello. Oh, I might say hello another time. <laughs> Maybe as he's getting the paper. Yeah, I might. Oh, we'll bump into each other at the shops and I'll say hello. <laughs> There'll be a better time. Yeah. Now's not that he's having some sort of fit. I'm going to leave him to it. I imagine it's also very late at night. Yeah. It, oh, it's very late at night. <laughs> Nick is a bit, you know, confused. He wants to know what, what Gatsby's looking at. So he mm. sort of stares out to see what he's looking at. By the time he looks back, Gatsby is gone. He's a ghost. <gasps> Early theory, he's a ghost. He's not real. Gatsby's not an real. illusion. He's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can tell you that Gatsby is not real. This is a fictional novel. Whoa. Did I get it or what? Did I get it or what? You're so good at this stuff. Thank you. But Nick does note that all he could see is the light of a house in the distance Mm. across the bay. That's all he could see. I remember this metaphor. I don't remember what it means. (laughs) Well, we're going to find out because that was chapter one. A lot of setup there. We'll get to know what the characters You did great, Dave. Great exposition. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Right, well, on to chapter two, where things start to heat up. <gasps> chapter two, this time it's personal. <laughs> back in the habit. <laughs> it's always back in the habit. <laughs> so Caraway and Tom decide to catch the train into New York City. So Ooh. Tom is the husband of Daisy. Yes. His cousin-in-law, I, I guess. I guess, yeah. And one of the places the train runs through is the desolate wasteland that is used as a dumping ground for the city's ashes. North Egg. 
Basically. <laughs> Let's fa- if there are new money, there's old money, and there's also no money. So they've got no money there. Eggless. A dumping ground. <laughs> it's an absolute contrast to the wealth and excesses of East and West Egg. At one of the stops in the wasteland, Tom demands they get off to meet someone. This is an unplanned stop. This isn't good. They walk. Drugs. Oh? Giant egg person. Egg drug. Egg drug. Egg beater. Got to buy a new one. (laughs) Oh, they walk under the watchful eyes of a billboard for an optometrist called Dr. T.J. Eckelberg. These eyes are frequently referenced and are symbolic of everyone's actions being seen. Right. I was going to ask you if that was a, yep. Yeah, so these big my, eyes. Yeah, my first instinct is why? Who cares? <laughs> that was my first instinct. My I don't second care was about TJ. I know Dave Warnicky, and I know <laughs> that he was not going to mention something unless it's important. Well, actually, it was just uh, a bit of product placement for Dr. Yeah. TJ Eckelberg, <laughs> who sponsored enough. the book. Was it really? Absolutely not. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm so not. dumb. <laughs> no, so it is. It's very. I sy- genuinely believed you. It's very symbolic, and it is. Fr- yeah, throughout the book, he keeps talking about the eyes of Dr. TJ. <laughs> So Tom and Carraway walk to a mechanic called Wilson's Garage where Tom makes small talk with the owner, coincidentally named Wilson. Mm. What are the chances? Slim to none. Slim to none. Good call. (laughs) Wilson asks Tom about selling one of his cars, but that's not the reason why they are there. The Mm. reason they are there is that Wilson is married to Myrtle, who is Tom's mistress, (gasps) the one on the other end of the phone from the... Few nights before. That's a mistress name. You ever heard one? Ugh, Myrtle. Myrtle. <laughs> mistress Myrtle. Yeah. Oh, I got a wife, but I got a sexy young thing. Her name's Myrtle. <laughs> Come here, Myrtle. Take off your dress. <laughs> yuck. Yeah, it was yuck when you told her to take Let her dress off. Let me undo the buttons from the napier neck down to your feet. <laughs> Myrtle. <laughs> so Tom and Myrtle are together, but Wilson himself has no idea. Tom later describes Wilson as, quote, too dumb to know he's alive. Oh, to we might have to pause. He can't get I, to the water get through to the, the coin. Oh, my Maybe goodness. Maybe Well, depending if we keep this in or not, we've, we've got a beautiful uh, rescue dog in here that Naomi has just adopted. Today. Named, Today. Named, named Tarzo. Yeah. And he's, he's been de-sexed, so he's having to wear a bucket on his head so he doesn't <laughs> what, eat his bits. <laughs> eat and, his bits. He doesn't eat his bits. Hey, we've all been there. He's doing all right. He's doing great. He couldn't get. He couldn't drink the water with the bucket, but he's found a way. No, nothing will stop him. Nice one, Tarzo. Good job, Tarzo. Good job, Tarzo. It's really cute. I'll take oh. a photo of him. Oh, he's too much. I can't handle him. Oh, I can't either. It's really good content. Good stuff. <laughs> so uh, Mr. Wilson has no idea that Tom and Myrtle are together, and Tom describes Wilson as, quote, too dumb to know he's alive. So why did he go see him then? To see Myrtle. Well, Tom secretly indicates that he wants to see Myrtle and she tells her husband that she is visiting her sister in New York. Gives her a bit of a signal. He says, like, oh, I'm going up to New York today. They have a code. (laughs) (laughs) Wilson's like, why are you always doing a... Was that a chicken sandwich in there? What was that? Sorry, I don't know what you... Weird cough thing I have. Uh, I'd appreciate it if you didn't make fun of me for it. Thanks. I'm really (laughs) self-conscious about it. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. That's what scratching on a cone sounds like. I'm so sorry. Tarzo. <laughs> he's trying to scratch a bucket. It's not going to work, mate. He's, he's a, good. He's a good boy. Can't get he's a rescue dog, so he can't say anything. <laughs> I wouldn't dare. 
So Tom secretly indicates that he wants to see Myrtle and she tells her husband that she's visiting her sister in New York. Really, she's meeting up with Tom and Carraway at the apartment that he keeps for their meetups. Oh. He's rich enough to have a secret New York City apartment. Oh, that's the dream. Oh, yeah. To ha- what? One, to have an affair and two, to have a New York apartment. No, not that three, a bit. to Just... have an affair with Myrtle. <laughs> no, mostly the second one of being able to afford an investment property or a property at all. Yeah, especially in New York City. I mean, you're only Just home. one would be great. That'd be cool, yeah. I reckon. Ugh, the dream. Love I'd love to add that to my burgeoning portfolio. Yes. Mm. Burgeoning. Oh, yes. I know what that word means. <laughs> Define it. Uh, we don't have time. <laughs> Dave, go on with you. We don't have time. <laughs> uh, to avoid being seen, Myrtle rides in a separate carriage, but when they arrive, they take a taxi together. On the way, buying a puppy from a man on the street. Hello, Tarzo. That would be Tarzo. Yeah. I bet they would have freaking abandoned him they six weeks later. They just stopped and bought a puppy. Yeah, so they're in the, a taxi. They're at the lights and there's a guy selling dogs on the street and Myrtle's like, can we get it, Tom? Can we get him? And Tom's like, ah, oh, nah. And she says, can we get him? He's like, oh, okay. He gives in easy, but he's not a fan. Irresponsible. Pet Where are you going to keep it? Don't yeah. buy a dog off the street. I mean, they, I mean, she does have to go back to her husband like yeah. that, that night and be like, so oh, hey, I've got a dog now. How are you going to explain that? And then, what? Well, okay, leave it at the apartment that nobody's at. Well, it's stupid. You idiots. They're yeah, not typical smart Myrtle. <laughs> Classic Myrtle. Classic Myrtle. Yeah, how do you even abbreviate Myrtle? You Mert. can't. You've got to Mert. call her Myrtle. That's Myrtle. Mert. Oh. On your Myrtle. Sorry <laughs> if your name's Myrtle, but also, there's no way your name's Myrtle. <laughs> you just. I mean, there's no way you can be called Myrtle and know how to download a podcast. No way. You're dead <laughs> years ago. And that name's not coming back anytime I'm soon. I'm bringing it back. Have you thought about naming Tarzo Myrtle? I'm, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> Please. Right, I'm never he doesn't visiting. even know the name Tarzo yet, so yeah. it won't be hard. So they get to the apartment and Tom and Myrtle invite her sister and a few friends and neighbours around for a bit of an impromptu party. All the people are awful in their own way, described by Carraway. <laughs> and he wants to leave, but he's also fascinated by them. Yeah, it's a sociological study. Everyone gets very drunk, and Carraway himself tells us that it's only the second time in his life that he's ever been drunk. It's 29. Nerd. Hello. Come on, mate. No, high school students don't drink alcohol. Never drink. Do it responsibly. It's you like really a... saved that one. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm a 28-year-old stand-up comedian <laughs> who that... until very recently had to move back in with her parents. Yeah, see what drinking does to people? Make better choices than I have, okay? Yeah, you, your raging alcoholism really ruined your life. <laughs> so uh, he watched everyone get drunk. Caraway is told by the others how both Tom and Myrtle are married to people that don't suit them. Their mm. marriages are shams. Sham marriage. Oh, sham marriage. Guacamole. Myrtle starts talking to Tom about, when are you going to marry me, baby? When are you going to marry me? She gets very drunk and starts talking about Tom's wife, Daisy. Oh, no. Tom cracks it as this. She's this. not even hot. <laughs> Everyone says she's so hot. She's not even hot. Everyone's I'm like, hotter. um, no, your name's Myrtle. <laughs> And then I said, I'm hotter than Daisy. Okay, my name is Daisy. I have a personality, I have a puppy. Okay, what does she have? Uh, just cute hair. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly. I'll shave her head, I don't care. Just to, did you, you obviously read up until this point, Jessica. Yep. That's pretty verbatim. Yeah, I remember that scene. It really stuck out of my head. <laughs> but she keeps saying Daisy over and over, and Tom, Tom cracks it at this and tells her never to mention da- Daisy's name. But Myrtle keeps shouting, Daisy, I'll say it whenever I want. Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. And Tom responds by breaking her nose with an open hand. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. 
There was a lot of blood. More and more I like this Tom oh, fellow. He's such a bad guy. And at this point, the party is over. I don't know why. Yeah, interesting <laughs> that nobody felt like partying after that. But seriously, what the hell? Did they say anything or they're just like, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm yeah. going to go. Well, well pre- it's about that time. <laughs> well, pretty much Caraway rushes away and catches the 4am train home. You just 4 sort of, a.m. I got to get out of here. Again, standard, you walk past. Yeah, he's a big brave accept. boy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Caraway's neighbour, Gatsby, is famous for throwing lavish parties. Mm-hmm. What? Okay, this I did not know. You didn't know this. Oh, <laughs> lavish. You do remember this bit. You remember gotcha. this bit. Naomi. Gotcha. Lavish. Lavish. <laughs> the parties. One word for them. Big. <laughs> <laughs> really, really big. That was good. Big party. <laughs> the big party. And Nick's been living there a while now. He has these parties, but he never goes over. One day a notice delivered to Caraway's house from Gatsby, inviting him to the party that night, basically saying, I'm so sorry I haven't introduced myself before. Please come and join me. That seems nice. Nick goes along and lavish or big is an understatement. The party oh. is huge. Lavish is a pretty it's a pretty good descriptor. It's lavish. I think uh, party boy Corey Worthington's party. Oh yeah. Times a thousand. Yeah. I can't. You I can't. can't do that. No, that's that's not possible. That's the entire population of the world. How long is the current affair special? <laughs> that is reference to an Australian party boy who got in trouble for uh, having a big party at the trusty street and then went on TV with just a, a jacket with a fur coat, uh, hood and a pair of gla- sunglasses open. With He was shirtless and he was like, I don't care. I'm yeah. not going to apologise. <laughs> no, he said, I'll say sorry, but I'm, I'm not-, not taking off my glasses. <laughs> that's right. YouTube it. Yeah, it's so. And good. then he went on Celebrity Big Brother, and he wasn't very popular. Interesting. <laughs> he didn't win. <laughs> My God. He took his glasses off, and people were like, oh. and now we're married. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now we know the story behind that. Yep. So uh, let me tell you about these lavish parties. So they're all day, all night. During the day, they're swimming from boats, chocolate fountain. Well, there's a massive pool, like a huge one. Yeah. Is it Gatsby's almost. Love it's it. water, which is a in- key Almost? ingredient in chocolate. Is it? Yeah. I don't it's think. key. Key. I... Sorry, I said one. water, I meant milk. <laughs> it's milk, milk, milk fountain. Milk pool. Uh, Gatsby's Rolls Yuck. Royce is on display. His garden is fully lit up. A full orchestra is there playing along. That's too many people. They have uh, other yeah. singers uh, come along. Surely a string quartet would do. Crates. Lavish. Lavish. Sorry. There's crates of fruit that are turned into juice by servants by hand. That's so, weird. Okay, well, now I'm back offside. Just get juice. And uh, alcohol. With the servants. Thing. I mean, yeah. they are paid. They're not slaves. They're waiters. Right. Okay. And alcohol alcohol flows from multiple bars. This bar, I love that. I love because you don't have to line up at the bar. And this is all during, <laughs> this is during our prohibition era. Oh. Alcohol, you're not supposed Hello. to have it in the US. So that's why I think people are coming to these parties because it's. It's a great place to hang out. I Let feel loose. naughty just hearing about it. I know. I feel like I need a bath. A normal water bath. Not a milk bath. Milk, Not bath? A milk bath? Or no. a chocolate bath. Do you kind of want a milk bath though? No. I kind of want to go in a milk bath. Just yeah. want to try it. No. Just the imagery. I just feel like it's in movies a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. As something lavish. It is a bit if lavish. I borrow that word. Charlize Theron did it. If you can't have a milk bath, what can you have? A water wow. bath, probably. <laughs> yeah, a normal. So many things. <laughs> so anyway, Caraway's at this lavish party moving yes. on from my milk obsession. 
Uh, Caraway feels very out of place and doesn't know anyone. So when he sees Jordan Baker, the golfer, he latches onto her. Love it. Oh, no. Love doing that at the party. He's like, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan! I will not leave you for the rest of the night. Yeah, don't speak to anyone new. Yeah, great. Don't network (laughs) when you've just moved to a new place. Oh, no. Stick to one person who doesn't like you much and you don't really care for them. (laughs) All right. All right. I hate a latcher. Ugh. I mean, that's how we ended up doing a show together. So latches can work. Who latched? Me. You latched. I latched. I don't think so. I think you were like, you want to latch? And I was like, okay. <laughs> that's that's a, no latching sound. That sounds all right. And that sounds like something super cool that I would say. <laughs> hey, not that I care, but you want to latch or whatever? <laughs> yeah. It's a mutual latching. I'm pretty rad. <laughs> anyway, bye. <laughs> So we're at the party. Caraway is hanging out with Jordan Baker, but he still hasn't met Gatsby and asked several guests if they know where he is. And most of them just laugh at him. Oh. People are like, you don't even need to know Gatsby to be you, whatever. Several people share rumours that they've heard about him. Who was, he's apparently a billionaire, which in the 1920s is like so much money, including that uh, the rumours include that he is secretly a German spy and once killed a man in cold blood. But he's a billionaire. Yeah. So there's pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, Caraway and Baker decide to go looking for Gatsby, but they still can't find him. The only person they come across inside the giant mansion is an extremely drunk man attempting to sober up in the library. He has glasses that make him look like an owl, so from here on he is called Owl Eyes. Okay, they're not very good with nicknames, owl are they? Eyes. Owl Eyes. Caraway is a poet. There's a singer called Owl Eyes. Mm. Probably after that. Cool. Or they also have Owl Eyes. Yeah. It often. is an owl. <laughs> the singer, the musician is an owl. <laughs> Beautiful. That's it. Yeah. You know him. Yeah, yeah I love his work. Like. <laughs> uh, Caraway and Baker leave allies and they rejoin the party and sit at a table with a man and some girls. When the music dies down, the man of a similar age to Caraway just turns to him and tells him that he recognises him from the war and it turns out they served in similar circles. Similar, similar units. They get talking and the man asks Caraway if he'd like to go for a run in his boat tomorrow. Nick is a bit confused by this. So that's a weird thing to say, but okay. And then he says to this man, this is an unusual party for me. I haven't even seen the host. I live over there. And of course, at that point, the man says, oh, I'm Gatsby. Didn't you you know? Oh, what a twist. Twist. And Nick struggles to understand how a man of his age could be that wealthy. So he's just like cool and casual. She's like, hey, man, you look familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're war buds. Want to go on a boat? Sick, man. By the way, I'm Gatsby. Yeah, that's how it goes down. That's cool. Uh, Nick's like, wow, this is crazy. And at that exact moment, Gatsby is called away by a butler to take a call from Chicago. And he's Mr. like, Mr. Gatsby, a call from Chicago for <laughs> you. How could a man be that rich? Oh, I get it. He takes calls from Chicago during parties. Like the city of Chicago. Yeah. Like the, the whole mayor, city? The mayor of Chicago. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's online. Chicago's on What's the phone. What's the mayor saying? We don't get to know. Oh. We'll never know because we're not Gatsby. We're not billionaires. No. Yet. We'll never be in any egg. This would be really embarrassing when we are billionaires. Yeah, and people would be like, oh, wow, it's so nice to hear their beginnings. <laughs> yeah, they weren't They weren't always billionaires. Gosh, they were so humble, except that Jess one. <laughs> she was always obnoxious, they'll say. <laughs> Billionaire attitude, even when she was poor. That's oh, yeah. The, that's the worst of I both knew worlds. my fate. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Confident. what was coming for me. You're my like, mate. I don't have to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white and rich soon to be. 
The rich part. Always been white. <laughs> you have. Yeah. Thank you for admitting that. I was born white. Really? Can't help you it. heard it here on book cheat. <laughs> Both sides, like, you know, fifth generation or Irish. Anyway, go on. <laughs> the whitest people. I've had very little sleep. I'm going to stop you there just, just in case you say something offensive accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to lose it. Well, this is the same feeling at the party. The night wears on and people start coupling up or arguing with their significant others and Caraway notices that Gatsby himself is, isn't drinking and often stands alone just watching the party. He's not that part of it. Weird. In the late hours of the morning, Jordan Baker is told by another butler that Gatsby would like to see her alone. Oh, no. Hello. She disappears for an hour and Caraway waits and just observes the party and its guests, many of whom are very, very drunk. When Jordan reappears, Nick asks what happened and she tells him that she has just heard the most amazing thing that she has sworn to secrecy and can't tell him. Absolute tease. Classic Jordan. Love to tell you, but I can't. Oh, I just heard something that could cure cancer, but mm, can't tell you. <laughs> Jordan, come on, mate. Come what on, are we? Come grade on, two? Cure cancer. Come on. Just... Why even mention it? Yeah, don't tell Why me. Why say anything? I know, just it's say, nasty. oh, just, just having a chat. Now I'm mad. Yeah, Jordan. We're all mad at Jordan. Idiot. Do we get to know later? The cure for cancer. <laughs> yes. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> on his way home, just going next door, Caraway again sees allies who is getting out of a car that has crashed into the house and is missing its front wheel. Good on oh, your allies. Those glasses aren't working. <laughs> He's so drunk he can't even comprehend what has happened. He denies any wrongdoing and everyone's like, mate, what the hell are you talking about? And then another man gets out who was apparently driving and he's kind of like, see, I wasn't in control. Like that exonerates him. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, the chapter finishes by Caraway directly addressing the reader, saying that, telling the reader that what he's just written makes these three days seem a lot more important than they felt at the time. It's only looking back that he actually sees significance. It's during the summer when these three days happened, he had a lot going on in his personal life. Oh, did he? So, you know, the three so days. this was like nothing for Yeah, him. at the time he was kind of like, I'm just living my life. Just most, a blip. Most of his time was spent working in the city. <laughs> just a drop in the ocean. It was a blip. Of Nick's life. But he, he has so many things going on, okay? I'm sorry. Busy. He's a bit of a show off. He casually mentions that he had an affair with a girl from Jersey City. Never gives any more details. We never hear about her again. Cool. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I had sex with someone. Yeah, cool, man. <laughs> He tells us no that one cares. He also uh, tells us that he started seeing Jordan Baker, and that although he's fascinated with her, he has discovered she is very dishonest. He tells of a time when she borrowed a car and left the top down, and then it rained, but she lied about someone else being at fault. Uh, that would make me so annoyed. Mm. I hate it when people lie about stuff that's just the truth. Like, it's so clear to see. Just claim it. But Nick says he doesn't mind the dishonesty. But ends the chapter by telling us that at the time he was still involved with a girl back home and that he has to break it off before getting to, getting too close to Baker. He declares himself as, quote, one of the few honest people I have ever known. Yet he had, a, he had a girl back home, a girl in Jersey City and Jordan going on all at the same time. Yeah, but I'm honest. I got a lot on. He's a man, okay? He's a red-blooded American <laughs> man and he just he, he can't help it. Can't help it. It's different for them. But he's not letting her get emotionally attached, and I love him for that. Mm. <laughs> he's like, what, you have emotional needs? This is where I need to cut it off. She's fascinating, but... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so Dave, what? how do you feel about our retelling of this story? I'm loving it. Yes, great. Correct I'm answer. Changing my, I'm changing my views of all these characters. Yeah, good. 
But back to Nick, the red-blooded man. He goes for a, for lunch with Gatsby to New York one day. On the drive there, Gatsby tells Nick about himself and speaks of a pretty unbelievable past. He tells him that he inherited... Yeah, I was born an elephant, but... Uh... <laughs> it's not that far off. He tells him he inherited his wealth from his parents and grew up in the Midwest. Nick asks whereabouts in the Midwest he grew up, and he says San Francisco, which is definitely nowhere near the Midwest. Mm. So he's not very good at geography. No. If you're going to lie, have some details, but not too specific. Keep it going, mm. mate. He continues on and tells Caraway that he was educated at Oxford, as all the men in his family have been, and that after heartbreak... He- he lived in all the great European cities, collecting jewels and hunting big game. All of them. Yeah. I've what? lived in all the European cities. We're talking Paris. We're talking Rome. The big ones. London. There's, but there's still heaps of them. <laughs> it's a pretty wild story. The life of a rich playboy and reminds me a lot of my own childhood. Yes. <laughs> Especially the collecting jewels yes. part. <laughs> he, he talks of his time in World War I telling him that, quote, then the Great War came around, old sport. He, he, calls, he calls everyone old sport, by the way. I love it. Scary. My dad calls everyone squire, oh, yeah. so oh. they're similar. <laughs> Did that squire. just happen one day or has that been happening your whole life? It's happening for quite a long time. I love that he just, one day he went, that's my thing. How are you, squire? <laughs> Good to see you, squire. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I've often worried he doesn't know my boyfriend's name. Because <laughs> it's squire. Good to see you, squire. How are you, squire? I'm like, do you know his name? <laughs> Okay. Happy birthday, Squire. Yeah. Good to see you, Squire. Squire, you sit over here. <laughs> Give us a hand with something, would you, Squire? Yes, you do have permission to marry my daughter, Squire. She will make a wonderful Mrs. Squire. <laughs> ah, I can see it now. <laughs> so he says Old Sport a lot, and he tells uh, Nick in the car, the Great War came around Old Sport, and it was a great relief, and I tried very hard to die, but I seemed to bear an enchanted life. I tried hard to die. You tried hard to die? That's Gatsby sad. in World War I. Oh. Remember he specified or non-specific heartbreak, you said? Yes. He then goes on to tell a very heroic story of leading his unit into enemy territory and that he was promoted to major, very high rank, and given several medals from different countries who were grateful to him, including Montenegro. As Caraway starts to doubt this crazy story, Gatsby hands him a, med- a medal inscribed from Montenegro to Major Gatsby. He also shows him a photo of himself playing cricket at Oxford, Nick starts to believe him. Also a little bit weird that he just he's driving Has, a car and he's like, yeah. hang on, open the glove box. And also you can go to like a, a, a shop and get a trophy made. You know? Who has that kind of money? <laughs> a billionaire. That's why I have a world, number one mum trophy in my house. <laughs> just felt, felt like I needed a little boost one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to receive praise for anything. Gatsby then gets pulled over for speeding. And, and he just shows the cop a white card and the officer apologises and says, I'm sorry, I'll know for next time. All very mysterious. So that's when Caraway's like, all right, this guy is a little a little bit special. I don't know what, I'll what's know. the truth for next time. Like, so sorry to bother you, squire. I think I'm he's... white. <laughs> white card? Yeah, white card. He's Crazy. a warlock of like, some oh, kind. I forgot you were white. <laughs> Didn't see properly through just... the windscreen that you were white. Carry on. <laughs> This paper has reminded me. So now he's proven himself. Gatsby changes subject and, and says to Nick, quote, I'm going to ask you a big request today. Oh, no. That's not good. Gatsby has He wants heard. an organ. No. <laughs> <laughs> my, in my mind, I went straight to musical instruments. Yeah, I could see the cogs turning like, in your head. Bleh. I mean, a billionaire Jess could easily afford any organ he wanted. <laughs> you fool. Don't be so naive. <laughs> 
Uh, Gatsby has heard that Caraway is dining with golfer Jordan Baker. Caraway asks if he's in love with Baker, and Gatsby laughs. All he tells Nick is that Jordan Baker will tell him the favour when they dine together, but that he won't tell him himself. So confusing. So Nick with go- Jordan. Yeah, so he says, you're going to dine with Jordan. Mm. Jordan's going to ask you my favour, but I, I won't. So when you go... Where's Gatsby going to be? Just waiting in the car? That's odd. Come in for lunch. in the corner. Just, just ask me a everyone. question. What do you want? So later on, Nick goes out with Jordan and she finally tells him what Gatsby told her that night of the party. Remember oh, you asked? Oh, okay. Here's the big reveal. Oh my God, stop it. I did not get to this. He is in love. What? He is. But not with Jordan, <gasps> but with Nick's cousin, Daisy. <gasps> God. They knew each other and were in love before the war. But when Gatsby had to go away to serve, she married the extremely wealthy Tom Buchanan. Buchanan's a cool name, but she Tom's a, a dick. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. Cashed up. Mm-hmm. Daisy. Gatsby discovered that she was married in a letter while he was away and vowed to himself to turn his life into a success and win Daisy back. Wow. Okay. I'm not sure how I feel. So the reason that Gatsby lives in West Egg was to be close to Daisy and he throws these huge extravagant parties in the hope that one day she'd turn up like everyone else in the neighbourhood. He could just bump into her and they could rekindle their love. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, it's real sad. So at the parties, that's why he's always looking around and not drinking. He's not a party animal. He just wants people to come to his house. So far, so far she hasn't come over and it becomes obvious to Nick that the night he saw Gatsby stretching his arms out, he was reaching out to Daisy across the water. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, it's sad. Wait, what? Isn't she over the... So there's East, the e- East Egg and West Egg. So she's in East Egg, which is across... The- Across the lake. Oh, so she's across the water. Yeah. And he was reaching out one day and Nick saw like a light on. He's like, what's he, what's he reaching for? Uh, that light was Daisy Buchanan's house. That's so creepy. It's sad. Why yeah. are your arms literally out? Like, no. I'm sorry. That's too much. Give me. It's like a kid wanting a bottle. Mine. Me. I want. Mine. <laughs> Gets me I want, want. woman. <laughs> Gets me My woman. woman. <laughs> Not your woman. Go away, Tom. <laughs> I do agree, though. Go away, Tom. Yeah, go away. <laughs> so to the, clarify, we're all dropping the A in yeah. away. Go away. Fantastic. Go away. Go away. I wasn't looking like a fool. <laughs> the favour Gatsby wants to ask Nick is to invite Daisy around to his house for tea and let Gatsby just happen to be there, where, without Tom by her side, she too will realise that she's still in love with him and they can pick up where they left off five years earlier. And mack on on the couch. <laughs> 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 And Nick can watch. <laughs> Nick can be like, excuse me. Um, <laughs> I'll be up here. Look, Daisy, I know I wasn't there on your wedding day, but I will be here on the night you have an affair. Nick can be like the <laughs> mum in Mean Girls. You guys need yeah. anything? A condom? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mean Girl Quotes. <laughs> Good podcast idea. Great podcast idea. Can't say anything else. Write that down. Fuck yes. So when Nick gets home from his meal with Jordan, Gatsby is hanging about and invites Nick over for a swim. 
it's pretty obvious he's just trying to suff out, suss out if he's heard the plan and if Nick's on board, which he is, and Gatsby is overjoyed. Yay! Oh, hell yeah. So later that week, Caraway arranges Cousin Daisy to come on over. Come Get- on over. Come on over, baby. Oh, I was going to say, surely you're going to say Daisy. <laughs> wow, I'm disappointed in myself. I yeah. was going to join. We're all disappointed in you. I'm sorry. I was going to join in, and then I thought, no, no, Jess has got this. I didn't have it. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good. <sighs> no, I'm sorry, Christina Aguilera. No. She's listening. She's always listening. And she's upset. But would you feel that she's made you a little bit stronger? Thanks for making you a fighter. Mm. I am beautiful in every single way. Welcome back to Christina Aguilera <laughs> quotes. Second podcast I did. Write it down. Oh, we are nailing the ideas today. We're on fire. Yeah. No bad ideas. No bad ideas. Oh, quotes from other Top podcasts. Top Gun. D- d- other podcasts about Top Gun. Yes. <laughs> yes. Niche. you got to go niche with podcasts. you got to go niche. The niche are the better. Very specific but also broad. <laughs> So Nick invites Daisy over. Uh, Gatsby suddenly offers to have a gardener cut Nick's overgrown grass and also arranges a man to put flowers in his house. That's a metaphor. Basically, he's like, your place looks like shit and I want this to be romantic, so do not mess this up for me. Mm. Wow. Gatsby, control freak. (laughs) Sounds like a real Monica Geller. (laughs) (laughs) Friends. Could my house be any more shit? What about... Friend, not friends references, but friends character names only. You can only say six characters. Every episode is very short. <laughs> Ross, 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 Ross. Rachel Chandler, Phoebe. I realised I didn't know Ross's last name. Geller. Same as. Oh yeah. Oh. Could I, I be know. any more embarrassed? Am I doing that right yet? Yeah, you nailed it. Good job. On our podcast, do go and we talked about uh, friends. On a recent episode, and uh, Matt and Jess kept making that Chandler reference. I, after about the fourth time, I had to be like, "Sorry, I've got to stop you there. What is this? Could this be? <laughs> what does that mean?" <laughs> anyway, it's raining on the big day, and Gatsby is fidgeting and very nervous. When Daisy arrives, Nick brings her into his house and looks around, but Gatsby cannot be found. Oh no! He appears to have bolted out the back door. Nervous Nelly. But then there is a knock at the door, and it's Gatsby who just happens to be in the area. Walking through the rain. Oh, Slash right. next door. Yeah. Oh, I happened to be in the area. Oh, I was in the neighbourhood where I live. <laughs> Hello, old sport. Anyway, so you lock eyes with Daisy and the reunion is very awkward. Oh, no. Gatsby is very nervous and even comically knocks over a clock. Oh, that is so comical. That is so funny. That is very symbolic. That's why you see it. In- He's <laughs> smashing through time. That's why you see it in so many rom-coms. Oh. The old smash clock. Oh, yeah. Mm. Works every time. So metaphorical. <laughs> but Nick decides to give them some space and he goes outside for half an hour. Just sort of stands in the backyard under what a, a tree. What a terrible host. Uh, when he returns. I would hate that. He just leaves. Just uh, some guy uh, that I, like left and then you married someone else. Yeah. And they clearly want you back. And then you're at your cousin's house. He pops in. Your cousin's like, bye. Yeah, and you're like, this is so clearly yeah. a setup. Oh, Thanks so much, cuz. See ya. Thanks, Nick. Yeah. A very honest man. Mm. You weren't even at my wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Daisy. Did I mention that? Did I mention that? Because you weren't at my wedding. You weren't. Hmm, I did a head count and um, who was missing? Nick. (laughs) Nick's like, "Um, I watched two of my best friends die that day. (laughs) Two of my best friends died that day. Excuses is what I'm hearing, Nick. Nick, come on. Didn't even send me a present from the war. (laughs) So... 
He's gone out the back for half an hour and he comes back and uh, it's like there's two different people in his house. Oh, no. Daisy is crying from happiness, oh. not not just because Gatsby destroyed her favourite clock. And Gatsby. Why does she keep her favourite clock in her cousin's <laughs> house? Who so that it at? doesn't get damaged because yeah. her husband's a real klutz. <laughs> and Gatsby himself. Klutz is one word. <laughs> uh, Gatsby himself is absolutely overjoyed. After a little while, Gatsby offers uh, to take Daisy on a tour of his giant mansion next door. And the three of them head on over. Why is Nick now tagging along? Well, he's there. Daisy cannot believe how big the house is. It's honestly, it's probably the biggest house you've ever seen. I'm picturing the biggest house I've ever seen and I'm doubling it. Now double it again. Whoa, that's huge. Five by one. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. same. There you go. Ah. Little test, little test. <laughs> I'm not good at maths. He knows that. That's my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> one of your few weaknesses. Thank you. Uh, Nick is totally third wheeling at this point and he yeah, realises that they don't even know he's still there. Um, so, what the fuck? So he, he's just smashing more clocks. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still here. So he quietly <laughs> slips away, leaving the two lovebirds to reconnect. Oh. Wink. Wink. Oh. She's married. Mm. Good heavens, Daisy. <laughs> I mean, all right. You didn't really say that about Tom, did you? Yeah, I did. All right. I didn't well. say good heavens, Daisy, about Tom, no. Good heavens. <laughs> uh, by now, Gatsby is becoming a bit of a local legend. Based by, on the, his, by this evening, we've jumped. Oh, sorry. No, that was You've the end. smashed time. <laughs> I've smashed time. So we left the re- loves to reconnect. End of chapter. Okay. New chapter. By now, Gatsby is becoming a bit of a local legend based yep. on his wealth and huge parties. Mm. Rumours still abound about him, about how he made his fortune, and a reporter even rocks up and asks Nick about him. He's like, do you know who lives there? Do you know who got his, his, his money? But Carraway doesn't give him anything. He wants the hot scoop on this eccentric billionaire. I'd love to be an eccentric billionaire. I wouldn't be a practical billionaire who like invests in science and helps the world. I'd just be I'd be a real kooky billionaire. What are you talking? What's your first big purchase? Oh, blimp. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna I would be that would be my main mode of transport. I would get places via blimp and the blimp would just hover above wherever I was going and I would just parachute out. You sound like Clive Palmer. Thank you. <laughs> he's a great guy. He has a dinosaur park. So he's a he's a, a billionaire politician in Australia and um, he printed like 20,000 copies of like a political memoir, which was really just transcripts of his speeches in parliament and photos of him. And they were, he made them hardcover, two editions, like bound together. And then he sent them to every journalist and politician in Canberra. He spent like hundreds of thousands of dollars printing these books. No one read them. And they threw them in the oh, bin. Oh, no. <laughs> he's oh. a bad guy. Bad, he's, bad guy. He's got a lot of billboards up in Melbourne at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Surely you've seen them. His yes. quote, make Everywhere. Australia great. How did he come up with that? <laughs> no. There's no other information on it. It's just a picture of him. And that. And then bright and yellow. Two big thumbs up. Doesn't say his, his name. Doesn't say anything else. He doesn't looks, need to. He's but... badly photoshopped as well. Yeah, he looks terrible. It's no good. It reminds me of an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they get a billboard and it's just Danny DeVito with his thumbs up. Like that's... <laughs> That sounds very similar. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway. Anyway, so at this anyway. point where people are speculating. Sorry spe- about that. People are speculating about the billionaire. Yeah. So Nick decides to tell the reader the real Gatsby story. <gasps> Something he tells us he learnt later on. Oh, okay. I see. Cool. I was like, why are you hiding this from us, Mr. So, Truthful? The Great Gatsby. His real name is James Gats. Mm. No B. 
Still good. He grew up poor in North Dakota. Oh, yuck. He dropped out of college and instead worked on a lake digging for clams, making barely any money. One day, Gats had noticed a large yacht on the lake and swam out to it to warn the owner that a storm was on its way. The owner was a copper mogul, very rich man by the name of Dan Cody. Dan Cody. There's a name you could set your watch to. I love that. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's a, Just go what with do it. You mean? Just go <laughs> with it. It's fine. That's a Vale Simpsons reference. Johnny Unitas. Now there's a haircut you could set your watch to. <laughs> it's like a short back and sides. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dan looks like uh, took a liking to the young Gats and offered him a, jo- a job on the yacht. And together they sailed the world for five years. Cody was a drinker and one of Gats' jobs was to stop him from drinking too much and there's a big reason that Gatsby is sober. Oh. Aboard the yacht, Gats got, got used to the wealthy life and when Dan Cody died, he left Gats the sizable sum of $25,000 in his will. However, Cody's mistress prevented Gats from getting a single penny. Bitch. <gasps> Metal. Took it all. <laughs> Nick explains that Gatsby is a character, a bit of a fantasy that the young Gats, when he was poor, created during this time mm. and has fully transformed into his own character that he created in his mind into his 20s. Wow. So, what? So he became, re- he, he, you know, he, he recreated came up, himself. Came up, yeah, he came up with this, this name, Gatsby. Mm. He wanted to be rich, powerful, and famous. A rebrand. And, yeah, it was a real rebrand. Mm. Love it. I love a rebrand. But where did the money come from? Well, that's not explained yet. But cut back to real time and Nick doesn't see Gatsby or Daisy for a few weeks until one night Daisy and her husband Tom attend one of Gatsby's parties. Oh. Tom doesn't know about the affair, which is now ongoing. Oh, but it's oh bit... I'm happy for them. Yeah, yeah, me too. But Tom's a bit suspicious, so he accompanies his wife to the party that he doesn't really want to go to. Nick goes to the party too, but no one seems to be having a good time. Gatsby introduces the group to many famous people and has a bit of a crack at Tom by introducing him to people as the polo player, despite him protesting that he isn't a polo player. He looks like <laughs> a like, polo so player. Funny. No worries, old sport. Uh, this is uh, Tom Buchanan, uh, famous polo player, because he's introducing because there's lots of famous people at these parties, like actors and yeah. directors and you know uh, pe- <laughs> other really wealthy people, and he's like, oh, come meet the actor. You've, have you met Tom Buchanan, the uh, famous polo player? And he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> that is so, that's like the best. I know. And Tom's like. I love that so Ugh. much because you have to spend your entire time telling people that you don't have a certain accomplishment. It's like the funny. I know. I no. love that so much. Uh, I was a college quarterback, but I don't play polo. No. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> Genuinely. This is, my, this is my friend Tim, the polo player. Like, what? <laughs> Everyone's confused. Everyone, everyone plays polo. <laughs> uh, Daisy and Gatsby dance whilst Tom disappears. He says to them, do you mind if I eat with people over there? A fellow's getting off some very funny stuff. What? God, Tom's weird. <laughs> Is he telling jokes? God, I hate Is him. he farting? Like, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on over there, Tom? Tom, he's a, he's a weird, weird unit. No, I don't like Get Tom. rid of him. Yuck, Tom. You know what? I think I went off him when he broke that woman's nose. <laughs> yeah, early I got I went off him, yeah. yeah. What about when he said the white people are the master race? Oh! That yeah. was before. Yeah, no, no sorry. Yep. No, nah, I don't like that either. He doesn't Walls do anything around that area, yeah. Uh, they called it a night, and whilst waiting for their car, Tom, jealous of Gatsby's wealth and, and you know, being the centre of attention, dancing with his wife, he starts talking trash about him and tells Daisy that he's heard that Gatsby made his fortune as a bootleg liquor seller. Remember, they're living during the Prohibition mm-hmm. era. So... 
So for people that don't know, basically between 1920... 1920- oh, I thought you meant liquor as in L-I-C-K-E-R. And I was like, what is a bootleg liquor? <laughs> like he licks people's bootlegs. Yeah. Like his their boots. He's done that for $1 a piece a billion times. <laughs> yeah, that's good work ethic. So I made my money. But, no, basically between 1920 and 1933 in the States, liquor distribution, sale and consumption was banned. So Daisy Canner's her husband's claim and says Gatsby made his fortune by owning drugstores. Right. That sold, that sold liquor. Like chemists. Which is actually, at the time, drugstores were famous for selling liquor under the table. Right. So that's not much of a counter-argument. Yeah, cool. So not only is Tom a racist, violent man, he's also a nerd. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a bad yeah. guy. Oh, I heard he sold liquor illegally. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Isn't he a bad guy? Even though we're at this party where the liquor is flowing <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but they're giving out some funny stuff over there. I'll be back. <laughs> also, and Tom is a big drinker in this book. Oh. So, so he's getting judgy. Yeah. No, that's silly. He's probably just feeling threatened because his wife's having an affair. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tom and Daisy leave, leaving Gatsby to have a debrief with Nick. They have a bit of a DNM. Oh, cute. I love a DNM. Oh, Gatsby's sad because he sensed that Daisy didn't like the party. Remember, his whole plan for throwing these parties was to a- attract her yeah. and impress her. And then she finally came to one and she didn't have a good time. Gatsby is depressed and Nick tells the reader that the only thing that he really wants is for Daisy to tell Tom, I never loved you, mm. basically to erase the last five years so they can go back where they left off before the war. Nick tells him, don't expect too much. You can't repeat the past, to which Gatsby says, can't repeat the past? Why, of course you can. Gatsby isn't giving up. He's determined to make things as they were before. What well, you can't. You can't erase those five years. Uh, don't be such a Nick. Sorry. Yeah, you're such a Nick. I'm such a Nick. <laughs> the Boring. one time you speak up. <laughs> <laughs> so in the next chapter, Nick starts to notice that the parties are no longer happening at Gatsby's. He inquires with the staff if Gatsby is sick. He isn't. It's just now that he's got Daisy back in his life, he doesn't need to have the parties anymore. Right. That's smart. He's also sacked most of his staff to stop them from gossiping about their ongoing affair. Mm-hmm. So he's hired in new people. On an extremely hot summer's day, Nick goes around to Daisy and Tom's house for lunch. When he arrives, also in attendance are Jordan Baker, the golfer, and good old Mr. Gatsby. Oh. Where? What's this? At at Daisy and Tom's place. Okay. For lunch. So when Tom is not in the room, Gatsby and Daisy kiss in front of their other guests. Oh, my goodness. So they're pretty out in the open except in front of Tom. Oh, dear. He also takes a phone call, possibly from his mistress. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah. It happens again. He takes a phone call. Uh, the lunch is extremely awkward and fueled by alcohol, and Gatsby and Daisy simply cannot hide their affection for each other. Uh-oh. Tom starts to cotton on to their love and, not surprisingly, gets a little bit pissed off. Daisy <laughs> That's de- odd. Daisy Let de- me just make this phone call to Myrtle. <laughs> yeah. Who's Myrtle? Uh, oh, dear. Daisy declares, who wants to go to the city? And stares straight at Gatsby. Their eyes lock, and that's when Tom realises. He sees the look. But being the macho man he is, he doubles down and says, okay, let's all go to the city. That's cool. Oh, dear. He wants confrontation and he grabs a bottle of whiskey because what this afternoon needs is more alcohol. It's the hottest day of the year and they've all been drinking a lot. Mm. Gatsby offers to drive his giant bright yellow Duesenberg car, which is the most luxurious car of the day and was driven by royalty and Hollywood stars. Seating up to 12 people. So it's like a limo. It's like a Hummer. It's huge, yes. Nice. 
It's the Hummer limo of the 1925. Love it. <laughs> A.K.A. class. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the most classy thing you can. I, I caught a hot pink Hummer limousine to my. Some sort of formal? My my debutante ball. It's the only people that go in them. Yeah. You don't have any. You can't be over the 18 and be in the back one. They won't no. let you. To be fair, I wanted the black one, but then they called up. They're like, sorry, you're getting the pink one. And I was 16, so I was like, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, sir. All all right. Yep, no problem. (laughs) Cool. So Gatsby offers to drive his bright yellow Duesenberg car. They could all fit in there. Tom suggests, how about I drive your car and you drive mine? I say suggest, but but even when Gatsby tries to protest, Tom basically just gets in the Duesenberg. Oh, no. Tom takes Jordan and Nick in the big car and Gatsby and Daisy drive together in the smaller coupe. What what was he trying to accomplish? No, it's it's a big power move. Tom is stating that he doesn't care if Daisy and Gatsby drive together. He's like, sure, take my car, take my wife, I don't care. I'm I'm an alpha male. You're not an alpha male. You're a tiny little man. You're talking to me? Sorry. It looked like you were talking to Daisy. Because I'm not an alpha male and I am a tiny little man. (laughs) I was like, it's Sorry, true, Dave. Dave, but is now the time. <laughs> I mean, wasn't threatening Absolutely you. brutal. Sorry, Dave. No, 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 no. I'm mad at Tom, not at you. Okay. Meant, she meant small man as an insult, not a fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Because I'm not offended. I meant it in like small. Uh, small minded. Yes, thank you. Continue. Please. I'm also offended. Oh, God. I'm also small minded. As two tiny people. <laughs> yes, exactly. We are upset. We're too small. I'm sorry, I'm normal. That's size. why <laughs> we should have done triplets, the three of us. Yeah. That's yeah. never been a film with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, though. Apparently, there's one coming out. Have you heard this? What? Triplets, and I think Eddie Murphy's going to be the third one. Get stuffed. Is this a prank? No, I believe that they That's confirmed an it. Awful you idea. believe? I believe. I believe. I believe I can fly. Is that, I'm, oh, my God. Yeah, they, they said they're going to make it. Triplets, Danny DeVito. That's so funny. May 2018. Arnold Schwarzenegger says the triplet script is in, and so is Eddie Murphy. No, <laughs> that's so bad. Yes. So bad. It's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Let's all go see it together. Yes. Do you know they made more money from that film than any other films they've ever done? Because they cut him a deal saying you can have basically like 20% of the profits each, thinking it's Whoa. not going to be that big a hit, and then it was a big sleeper hit. So they made more money than that than Terminator or anything Danny DeVito ever did. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Wow. So power move by Tom. On the way there, Tom has to stop for gas, so they stop at Wilson's Garage. <gasps> Not Wilson's. Wilson. Myrtle. <gasps> Wilson tells Tom that he's planning to move uh, with his wife Myrtle out west somewhere. He indicates that he's discovered that his wife is leading a secret life away from him. Oh, no. Wilson has no idea that he's talking to Tom and the man she is secretly oh having a secret life with. Wilson, you are an idiot. How's the puppy? Is the puppy alive? Yeah, who knows where the dog is? Puppies in a shelter. Puppies in the pound. (laughs) In New York City. (laughs) Nick looks up at the house while Tom's filling up the car and and he looks above the garage and sees Myrtle is staring down at them. He's not staring at him but at Jordan the golfer. Nick guesses that she has wrongly assumed that Jordan is Tom's wife, the daisy whose name she is not allowed to speak. Because here he is rocking up with another beautiful woman. Yes, of Mm. course. Little does she know. It's Jordan, the pro golfer. (laughs) (laughs) That is the one thing we do know about Jordan. (laughs) And also that she blanked Nick early on. Yeah. She's also a bad driver. That's mentioned in the book. Okay. She's dangerous. And Nick's like, "Um, maybe you shouldn't drive so dangerously. And her counter is, um, it takes two to be in an accident. So if everyone else is a good driver, I'll be okay. 
Is that actually no. what she Yeah, says? that's her argument. That's a shit argument. <laughs> yeah, it's no good, Jordan. No good. You can't also just like hit a tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or drive off a cliff. Then who are you blaming there? The well, tree. I mean the cliff. It takes two trees to kill someone. <laughs> no, it can take no, one if you yeah. drive into it. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the city, both cars, and they hire a suite at a nice New York uh, hotel so they can cool off and continue drinking. Imagine being that rich. You're in town for the day, so you just hire a beautiful hotel room to drink in. Oh my god! To go to the there's bars. Imagine, no, there isn't. Imagine being able. Yeah, to no, there isn't bars. Actually, I hadn't thought of that either. It actually makes sense that they yeah. need privacy. Imagine being able to afford a hotel. <laughs> You've been in a hotel. She's been in them, but she's also been kicked out of them. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss. Can you please leave? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry about that. So Tom decides to call out Gatsby and accuse him of being a liar. He tells him that he's had people look into Gatsby's past mm-hmm. and that he's dishonest, mm-hmm. a bootlegger, and didn't even attend Oxford. <gasps> These are no. big allegations. Also, you didn't even attend my wedding. <laughs> uh, Gatsby tells him that he did attend Oxford briefly following the war because uh, some people after the war were invited to attend Oxford oh. for their valiant effort. I see. Okay. Daisy tries to change the subject, but Tom says he has one more question for Mr. Gatsby. Gatsby says, far away. The question, <laughs> far away old sport, I believe he says. So yeah, good. I didn't give it an F. <laughs> the question is, what kind of row were you trying to cause in my house anyway? Daisy tells Tom to have some self-control. His reply is, self-control? I suppose, suppose the latest thing is to sit back and let Mr. Nobody from Nowhere make love to your wife. And his next line is something like, next they'll be telling us that both black and white should be able to marry. What is wrong with this guy? Wait, does he actually say that? Yeah, he actually. (laughs) So the first bit was a direct quote. The next bit was uh, pretty pretty close to what he says. (laughs) Well, it turns out, sorry, Tom, but they did do that. Yeah. Tom, that is definitely okay. Oh, he's going to flip when he thinks about the next step of. Oh, my God. Have you ever played a board game called Scruples? No. No, what is it? It's this game. I think I think I'm thinking that's the right name for it, but it's this game of like um it's like s- sort of social questions like what would you do and you have to answer like yes, no. And it's stuff like would you like do insider training trading. That's the one I remember because I didn't know what it meant. But it's like stuff like if right. you're you know, would you lie to your partner about something that like annoyed you about them or something like that. But then <laughs> the game was from 1986. <laughs> and so I pulled one out and it was like and I was with, there were four couples, two were interracial, and then there was a gay couple as well. And then it reads, if your daughter or son brought home someone of a different race, <laughs> would you let them continue to date? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so is this 19, 1986 or 1896? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that is crazy. 86? That's not that long ago it's not at all. long enough ago. I think it's supposed to, it was supposed to be like a cheeky, it's like, oh, I know you're supposed to, but no. <laughs> yeah. It's at the at time, people would have been like, I know, but I just couldn't. I just don't like it. I just don't like I it. I just I lo- couldn't. I also love what you do insider trading. I mean, there's no punishment if you say yes. I mean, <laughs> sure, I guess so. Yep, absolutely I would. I mean, but it's about the real world. And how do, you win? how do you win? Being a good person or a bad person? Uh, it's just guessing what other people will say. All right. Oh. So interracial couple, would they? Uh, would you let your son or daughter continue dating someone of the opposite race? I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Woo. <laughs> Both of them said no. <laughs> Very surprising. No, we learned our lesson. That would have been a tense table if I'd said no. <laughs> I just don't like it. Yuck. 
Anyway, back to this tens table. How ridiculous. Yes. The affair is now in, out in the open. Gatsby replies, well, I've that. got someone to tell you, old sport. Your wife doesn't love you. She never loved you. Whoa. Ew. Shots fired, old sport. Well, bow, sh- bow. Shots fired, then Gatsby moves in for the kill and asks Daisy to tell him she never loved him. But she needs a lot of encouragement. Still, can so I- everyone else is going, Daisy, <laughs> Daisy. Never Daisy. loved him. Never <laughs> loved him. <laughs> Uh, and she can only say it very quietly and unconvincingly. Tom then reminds her of many memories that they've shared together and says, what about then? Did you love me then? Huh? Huh? This is brutal. Then Poor Daisy. Da- Daisy. Poor everyone in this situation. She's very much put on the spot and she has to admit, yes, I did. I loved you then. I loved, I've loved. i loved you both. Wow. What but a slut. I, but, <laughs> but I love Gatsby now, she says. Isn't that wow. enough? But it's not enough. Oh, no. Gatsby is surprised and hurt. His fairy tale is unravelling before his very eyes. Oh, what a wank. Gatsby tries to tell <laughs> <Sorry>. Tom. <laughs> I know, it really is. Gatsby tries to tell Tom that Daisy is leaving him. But Tom just laughs and tells Gatsby that he knows he's a bootlegger and is involved in dodgy stuff and Daisy will not be leaving him for this guy. Uh-oh. In another power move to show his confidence, Tom tells Daisy to go back with Gatsby and the yellow Duesenberg. Tom, Nick and Jordan will follow in the coupe. Being like, you think you can steal my wife? Well, I reckon you could drive back with her, and even then, she won't. She'll come home with me. It's a weird power play. Yeah, yeah. He's an odd Almost person. Almost the opposite of a power play. He's a he's a quarterback. Ah, uh, I don't know what that means. But yeah, the um main some, one, the main he's, one. Well, he's playing some sort of strategy. Yeah, some mm. sort of long game, yeah. if you will. I wonder I if won't. it's going to pay <laughs> off. Well, on the way back through the Valley of Ashes. Tom and Tom, Nick, and Jordan see an accident. On the way back from the Valley of Ashes, <laughs> it did sound like that. <laughs> it did. On the way back from the Valley of Ashes. <laughs> yeah, I rap. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I not mention that Gatsby's a mad rapper? <laughs> As I walk through the Valley of the Shadow of Ashes, <laughs> take a look at myself and realize I'm in West Egg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in West Egg. Where am I? I oh, West Egg. What kind of place is that? <laughs> On the way back through the Valley of Ashes, Tom, Nick and Jordan see an accident has occurred near Wilson's garage. Uh-oh. Someone was hit by a car and killed. Oh, no. no. They discovered that the person was Tom's mistress, Myrtle. Oh, Wilson- my God. I was going to guess that as a Wils- joke. Wilson's wife. No. The car that was seen to hit her and not stop was a large yellow <gasps> Duesenberg. Tom is sure that people will remember him drive that car through the garage <laughs> earlier in the day and he makes it very clear. Oh. I, I was not driving. I was driving that for a friend, but I gave it back. I'm not the one who ran down Myrtle. Also, he's very upset that Myrtle is dead. <laughs> but the Secondly. first thing, he, yeah. First of all, I was not the driver. Second of all, oh my god. <laughs> Second of all, sad. <laughs> Matt. Oh, Matt. Oh, Tull. But he, he goes from sad to angry very quickly, thinking Gatsby is a killer. And Stages a, of grief. And is a coward for not even stopping once he ran a woman down. Mm. They all travel back to Tom's house, so they get out of there pretty quickly. Wilson himself is very distraught. There's lots of people around. He said, Tom says, look after him, get someone to look up, stay with Wilson, and then gets in the car and they all drive away. They all travel back to Tom's what house. a and, nice guy. Yeah, and whilst waiting outside for his cab back home, Nick sees uh, Gatsby waiting in the bushes. This, this whole time, Gatsby. <laughs> this whole time, Gatsby's been wearing a pink suit. And he's still wearing it in the bushes, which is the worst camouflage ever. <laughs> Basically, he tells Nick that he put the Duesenberg in his gar- garage and hopes no one saw it, like they wouldn't have seen a bright yellow giant car. 
and he's returned to Daisy's house to watch over her to make sure Tom doesn't hurt her. So that's why he's waiting in the bushes, Gatsby. Gatsby reveals to Nick that it was in fact Daisy who was driving the car when it hit Myrtle, but that he'll take the blame. That's love. That's love. So basically Gatsby says, you know, she was sort of unraveling a bit. I thought that um, it would snap her back into her senses if she was to drive the car because she'd have to concentrate on the road. That's something a else. bad idea. But Don't get a distressed w- person to drive a car. It was a bad idea and she ran a woman down and then kept driving. Nick yeah, goes, she ran down her husband's mistress. That she didn't know about. Yeah. Or mm. did she? Nick goes to check on Daisy through the window and he sees Daisy and Tom eating chicken together in silence as if they've returned to their normal lives. Daisy. Satisfied that everything has calmed down now, he leaves Gatsby to watch over her throughout the night. That's creepy. Don't watch her through the window. The next day after a sleepless night, Nick goes over to Gatsby's house who tells him that he waited until 4am watching over Daisy but nothing happened. They had a signal that she'd turn the light on and off if she was in trouble. That never happened. Basically, she came to the window, stared out for a second, looked at Gatsby and then turned the light off. Okay. Basically turning her back on him. Right. He tells Nick about how they met before the war and that he lied about his social class and wealth at the time to win her over. She promised to wait for him, but during the war had married the much wealthier Tom Buchanan. Nick learns that Gatsby was extremely brave during the war and that that part was actually not a lie. Okay. When he Mm. told him about that. So all that stuff about... Yeah, I was brave. (laughs) The brave part, that's true. (laughs) The jewel part, not so true. Not so true. super brave. (laughs) So brave. No jewels. Uh, Gatsby is getting ready to go for a, a swim in his pool, realising that he's never used it. The whole summer he's lived there, he's never used his pool. Nick is very late for work but yells out to Gatsby as he leaves, they're a rotten crowd, you're worth the whole damn bunch put together. Nick goes, goes to work but finds he can't concentrate on anything, so he calls Gatsby's phone but he doesn't get an answer. Because he's in the pool. That could be. He's floating be in the pool. I'm not answering the phone, I'm in the pool. You're crazy. The, the book's perspective changes at this point, telling the story of Wilson the mechanic. This information Nick discovered later. But after his wife was killed by the car, he sat up all night, driven into uh, an absolute state. He tells his friend Michaelis, who owns the business next door, that he had just confronted his wife about having an affair and that she can hide her sins from him, but not from God. He's going a bit loopy now and he mistakes the eyes of the billboard, Dr. T.J. Eckelberg, as the ever-present eyes of God watching over them. Omnipresent. Mm. God is everywhere. He also decides that God needs revenge for her death and he sets out looking for the owner of the yellow Duesenberg. Oh, no. He goes from garage to garage looking for information as to who might own the, this car that really stands out. He eventually finds out it belongs to Gatsby and it appears at his house. Nick races home from work sensing something is going wrong, but he's too late. Wilson has already arrived and found Gatsby floating on an inflatable mattress in the middle of the pool. Wilson shot him dead <gasps> before shooting himself. The great Gatsby has died. No. What? That's right. I did Why not did know Why did they this. hit and run? Big moment. Pardon? Why did they hit and run? Why did they hit and run? Yeah. I guess they they panicked. Dick move. It was a. It's not a good move. You shouldn't. Shouldn't hit and run. Sorry, I knew he died, so that's why I'm not shocked. I'm going back to the hit and run. I'm shocked. You're shocked. Yeah, you're dead. more like. Why was he wearing a pink suit? <laughs> yeah, that. I was like, I why? am a bit upset that you didn't say that at the start. So I couldn't imagine that whole thing playing yeah. out with him in a pink suit. I was imagining him in like linen pants, mm. oh, pink he, suit the whole time. He's an outrageous dresser. He's Is got he? this bright yellow, bright yellow car. Oh, good point. You know, he's rich. So Gatsby. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> He's rich. you got to understand. <laughs> so 
Gatsby is dead. Nick decides that a lavish man like Gatsby would like a lavish funeral. So tries to get his friends What? Fam- he was only doing it for Daisy. This guy doesn't understand anything. No. Yeah, Nick's an idiot. <laughs> so he tries to get Gatsby's friends, family and work acquaintances to come along. But most seem either disinterested or claim to be very busy. People are happy to be his friend when he's throwing these parties, but in death they don't even want to know him. Nick is, Nick is very hurt by this reality and reaches out and even goes to meet a, a, in person one of Gatsby's dodgy work colleagues that uh, Nick actually did meet once earlier, Maya Wolfsheim, who expresses his grief but says he can't be seen to be involved. Wow. In what? Death? In the death of Gatsby. Or, or anything to do with Gatsby because they basically he's one of these bootleggers. He's a mafia type. Uh. Uh, Daisy and Tom have suddenly moved away from their East Egg home and cannot be contacted. <laughs> Easter egg. <laughs> it's still funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> Jess, this is one of the greatest novels. Yeah, but East Egg's dumb. <laughs> it is. Let's admit that. Yeah. So where's egg? <laughs> That's in the middle the of the water. lake. In the middle of the water, I guess. Where do you... There is an egg. <laughs> Where do you live? The egg. egg. The, egg's in... <laughs> the egg's in all of us. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, it's one of the metaphors. Ovaries. I so, get it. <laughs> so Daisy and Tom can't be contacted. In the end, the only people to attend the great Gatsby's funeral are Nick, some servants, the guy who has owl eyes, and Gatsby's father, Henry, Henry Gats. Where's Jordan Baker, pro golfer? (laughs) (laughs) She's on the tour. She's on the tour. She doesn't bother turning up. She's touring. Like all the other rich people, when he's not throwing a party, they couldn't care less about him. Can't drive, can't feel. Those are my opinions on Jordan. Yeah. Dead inside. Can golf, to be fair. Oh, can golf. Actually, a really good polo player too. Yeah, weirdly, but nobody ever introduces her accordingly. <laughs> uh, Nick talks to Gatsby's father, Henry, and is very and who is very impressed with the house and the wealth that his son has earned. Mm. As if that, that's the only thing to be remembered by. Oh, that's nice, I guess. Uh, jaded by the east coast, Nick decides to move back west. Before he does so, he breaks up with Jordan, who listened to what he was saying and then abruptly answers, "I'm engaged to another man." Nick doesn't believe her, realising he has broken her heart, but they shake hands and then he leaves. Nick writes, angry and half in love with her and tremendously sorry, I turned away. Basically, her line is, speaking of the driving thing, she says, you remember how I told you it takes two bad drivers to cause an accident? Well, I guess I met another bad driver. Wow, Jordan. You broke my heart. Bitter. Oh, my God. Ah, That is poetry. Angry and half in love with her and tremendously sorry, I turned away. On his last Wait, half how did he in break love her heart for breaking up with her. Yeah, he's like, I'm going back home, and she's like, you dog. Mm. But he's half in love with her. I'm not sure how you can be half in love with someone. Mm. You know, like, it's all you, or nothing. <laughs> you like like them? Yeah. Oh, I don't <laughs> like him, but I. Mm. <laughs> there was some, there was a couple in high school, and they used to say, "I like you," because oh. <laughs> it was halfway between like and love. That's the worst thing. That sucks. I like you. <laughs> you don't know what anything is. Uh-uh. Sorry about them. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing those guys up. Really damn them. Yuck. She, and uh, another thing that Jordan says to him is something like, um, uh, you know, you've, you've sort of lied to me or whatever, and he goes, Jordan, I'm 30 now. I'm about five years past lying to myself. <laughs> something like that. That's hot. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, 25, you start lying to I'm yourself. I'm so honest. I'm so, yeah, I'm the most honest guy I know, one of the few honest people in the So I'm breaking up with you, but not my other two mistresses. 
On his last visit to the city, New York, Nick uh, runs into Tom Buchanan. Nick initially refuses to shake the big man's hand. He asks Tom what he told Wilson, and Tom says, the truth. He reveals that he was the one that told Wilson that it was Gatsby's car that killed his wife. Tom tells Nick, (gasps) Nick that Gatsby deserved it. Nick can't force himself to tell Tom that it was Daisy that was driving that night. Neither of the couple know that they basically killed each other's lovers. Daisy ran down Myrtle oh, yeah. and Tom told Wilson that Gatsby was the driver, causing him to be shot. Oh, my God. They don't know. Isn't that I crazy? Don't know. Nick. Tom and Nick part and Nick decides to shake his hand. But now has realised that Tom and Daisy are careless people who don't care who they hurt because they can hide behind their wealth. Yuck. Nick can't wait fan. to be so wealthy that I, I can like... hide behind it. <laughs> I feel like... He's really putting Daisy on equal footing with Tom here, which I do not think is fair. Well, yeah, Tom is a lot worse. He really is. I was going to say. <laughs> well. Well, no, he's a bad guy. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, when Nick finally leaves West Egg, Gatsby's house lays empty. His grass now as long as Nick's. Symbolic. <laughs> uh, Caraway goes around there one last time to look at the house and erases an obscene word a boy has scrawled on the stairs. <laughs> Boob. Word? Doesn't say what it is. <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> Boobs with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Nick goes down to the beach and sprawls out on the sand, thinking of Gatsby and his dream. He had come so far when he moved to East Egg that he must have thought it was inevitable that he would get Daisy back, not realizing that that dream was already behind him. The end. Wow. Oh, wow. I wonder what happened to Wilson because he murdered someone. He killed himself. Oh, he killed himself. That's what you did say. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I want, and I wonder what happened to, to Nick. What did he do yeah. with the rest of his life? He was 30. Well, I mean, you're basically done at 30, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you're done lying to yourself for five years. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So that is the story of The Great Gatsby from F. Scott Fitzgerald. I've got to ask, any any opinions on characters, on people? What are you thinking? Um, They all suck. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, all of the characters then suck. None of them are very likable, I will no, say No, I don't like any of them. I mean, I, I feel sorry for Gatsby. I like him. You like yeah. Gatsby? He's just, yeah. He's, he's just, a bit much. Yeah, he's a bit much. He's Sorry. a bit lavish. <laughs> well, yeah. but you know, making Daisy be like, tell him you don't love him. I know, but he even was, like he was he's, obsessed with, and he's not even satisfied with her saying, "I love him now." I know that is because you can't tragic. erase it. No, I know. You know, mate, we've all got a past. We've all got a past. Oh, that is so true. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I've gotten from this book. I is it is the point to be like these parties are bad. Well, I think it's like um, uh, you have all this opulence, all this wealth, you throw around all this money and then... You, you know, end up getting shot in your pool. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then you realise who your real friends are. You've got allies, some servants and the man from next door. No one bothers to turn up to your funeral. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sad. So it was all really... Yeah, it was fake. Make real mm-hmm. connections with people. Mm, A comment yeah. on uh, the wealth of the jazz age this is referred to, the 1920s. Uh, mm. The jazz age. I love how obsessed with... People are with the twenties without realizing how there were some downsides. <laughs> yeah, or when people are like, "Oh, let's have a Great Gatsby themed party. Let's all dress as like a flappers or whatever." And then, like the whole point of it, like F. Scott Fitzgerald is like criticizing these people, not yeah. saying that we yeah. should do this. It's fun. <laughs> like it, they, none of them come off very well. No, I actually read an interesting article recently about a tweet, and the tweet is. I'm not a party guy, but I'd be down if someone threw a real roaring 20s party for 2020, like tu- like real tuxedos and all, not shirtless dudes with a bow tie, like a real Gatsby party with everyone fully dressed like the era. 
and it got 332,000 likes. Whoa. What? Why? Well, that's what the article was like. Why? <laughs> it's just about that tweet. One question. <laughs> like, Why? Yeah, trying to figure it out. And they ask a bunch of like Gen Z, like, what's this? And they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. It'll be a cool idea. And almost everyone's like, I don't know what they mean about the shirtless guy with a bow tie. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll admit that I don't want to go to a party with a shirtless man with bow ties on. But <laughs> I also don't want to get that dressed up. It's exhausting. I no, I want to be comfortable. Oh, but it's worth it. Yeah, Come but on. back to the start, you love dress ups, Naomi. You said I do that love start. dress ups. Oh my God, this is so me. <laughs> I hate them. Anyway, chuck that one a retweet. Oh, yeah, big time. I'm going to go search for that and retweet mm, the shit out of that. A weird thing to go viral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's throw a party. I no. love things that go viral and the people are like, oh, boy. Like they weren't <laughs> expecting it. They oh, don't lo- have that many followers. I but- love when you click on it. It's like 150,000 retweets. You click on them. Followers, 60. Yeah. And like, their last this- 20 tweets are just like, I went viral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just them retweeting like Fox News, like yeah. picking up their video. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that is The Great Gatsby. We've got to ask uh, a rating out of five from each of you on uh, one of the greatest novels of the 20th century. Don't let that influence you. If you didn't like it, you can tell me. Three. Three out of five? Yep. Any any uh, feedback for F. Scott? I think it's an interesting story, but it was hard to. It was not engaging. When oh, I tr- well, that's I why mean, it took me three goes at reading it. I thought you were telling me is that feedback for me? Or? No, you you did great. But like I'm a competent reader, but I just found well, it. I was like, oh, this sucks. I really because I, I just quite opened like to a page that says from East Egg because <laughs> I think it's it's written very well. I think and quite for me, I found it quite easy to to digest. Right, I think well, the character of Nick you would identify is, is with him. You're one of the most honest people you know. Yes, well, I'm one of the few honest people I know. <laughs> So three out of five from Jess. How about you, Naomi? What are you going to give The Great Gatsby? I'm going to go a 3.5. Wow. You always try to beat me. And three. I have and I did. Um, wow. Because I love the drama. I love the drama. Drama. So it was really fun for me listening to you tell that instead of mm. reading it because mm. I just felt like I was just hearing this goss and that was great for me. But I guess that's oh. kind of what the book is. Yeah, and it is quite goss. amazing. Like, I mean... It's it's a neat little package, really, because, you know, he moves in next door. Oh, my goodness, the guy next door wants to meet the cousin over there, blah, blah. You know, it all sort of mm. syncs up very, mm-hmm. very nicely. Hell, yeah. I would give it, a, personally, a five out of five. I really enjoyed this. Wow. That's – how many of the books that you've done so far have you given fives? I don't think any. Wow. I really enjoyed So, it. Oh okay, God. but you're not even giving it room for improvement then. You have no criticisms of The Great Gatsby. I really, really, I thought it was very good. What do you think of Nick? Excellent. Yeah. Do you like any of the characters? No, I don't really like any of the characters, which usually when I read something or see something, I've got to like some, there's got to be some likeable qualities. Mm. I find Nick intriguing and I would like to know more about what happened to him. I read a book book recently called Us that I, I hated all the characters. To be fair, there's like, it's based around a family. So there's only three of them, but I hated all three of them. I find it really hard with books. Yeah. Like TV shows where I hate everyone, I love. Yeah. But books where I hate everyone. I found it really frustrating until I realised that was sort of the point and each of them had redeeming qualities. But, yeah, I sort of be like, oh, I can see where both of you are coming from. And then I was like, oh, that's your point. No, I hate it when people are complicated. (laughs) 
I've Black found, and white, please. Yeah. Most of the classics I've read so far on this show, I have not liked the characters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's really fun, they're probably not going to be go down as a classic, are they? Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> Just reading a book, this person's quite nice. Wow. I like him oh, a lot. That's all. What a happy ending. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> Now, guys, I've got to say thanks so much for coming on the show. If we want to hear more or see more or follow you more online, Jess, what can we do? You can listen to Do Go On Podcast, which <gasps> Dave and I host with our good friend Matt Stewart. Good fun. You can go to Instagram, Jess Perkins, Twitter, Jess underscore Perkins, uh, Triple J sometimes. you got a Facebook page? i got a Facebook page. Just look for Jess Perkins. I'm not sure what it is. Jess Perkins Comedy maybe? I don't know. Nice. Or you can email me at jessperkinscomedy at gmail.com because I don't get a lot of emails and it would be nice to hear from you. Oh, my God. I have Naomi Higgins Comedy at gmail.com. Cute. That is so cute. All right. I've got davewarnicky at gmail.com because I got in early. You did. Nice. That's nice. Good stuff. Um, I'm on I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look up Naomi Higgins. You'll find me. My handle is Nomstrosity, which I if love. You're looking, it's great. It looks great. Thank you. It's a good looking word. Yeah. And I'm a wordsmith now. I do this show. <laughs> <laughs> He's a words guy. Just, just looking at me with one one eyebrow cocked, yeah. one headphone on, one headphone off, and he <laughs> and I trust him. What an image! <laughs> what an image! Uh, if you want to keep up with the show at all, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at BookCheatPod or BookCheatPod at gmail.com. Maybe you want to suggest a uh, classic book or novel or play that w- I could talk about on the show. If you've, you've, you've got an assignment coming up, you want me to tell you all about it, I can do that. Uh, drop me a line. Uh, subscribe to the show. Give us a review, especially because it's early on. It helps people discover the show. That would be so, so nice of you. And until next week, I will leave you both with the final line of The Great Gatsby. Oh, my God. This is the line. Wait. Jess, put your phone down. No, I'm getting the book. Okay, I'm ready. Yes. You're ready. Have you got it? Yep. So we beat, beat on, on boats against, against the, the current, current born back ceaselessly into the past. past. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank Poetry. you. I wrote that. Now to read the final line of The Great Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. If Scott Fitzgerald stolen my work. Uh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jess, Naomi, thank you so I'm much. i gone for, delirious. I know. I've got to wrap this up before Jess loses it. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back with another episode soon. Uh, thank you and goodbye. Bye. Bye. You. I had fun. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Now for some honest feedback off air. Yuck. Are we done? hate you. (laughs) Oh, I didn't hit record. (laughs) Nah, I did. Obviously, you're listening to this. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, It's up to you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.